This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Welcome back to the station. This is Destination Debbie. I am the host of this here thing that we do. Ray G, the captain of this here thing that we do, the leader of the All Gas Army. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. Make sure you subscribe to the station. Please smash that thumbs up button. Hit the alerts that way every time content drops. It's right there on your phone. And if you're listening in the car, on your way to work, on the train, on the plane, doesn't matter where you're at, make sure you subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast as well. Elite Seekers, myself and partner Jordan Richards is going to be dropping heat there as well. So just stay tuned, man. We got you covered all the way through the draft and beyond, right? But this is the next installment, the continuation of this NFL draft rookie profile series. We, we took a look at Rashad Bateman. Last week, fantastic wide receiver out of Minnesota. Make sure you go check that out. But today we are talking about Rondell Moore. Who the hell is Rondell Moore? Who is this player? Well, according to 24-7 Sports, he was a top 300 recruit in the 2018 recruiting class. He was the 41st ranked wide receiver coming out of Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, there, it, was, it was down between Purdue and Texas. A lot of people thought he was going to come here to Texas. Right now, we're preparing for the, the ice storm, the, some of the coldest temperatures we've ever had in the history of the state. But Ron Delmore was supposed to come to Texas, ends up taking his talents to Purdue, and that was a pretty damn good choice for young Moore. Coming out of high school, you know, he was a high school All-American, so you know the talent was there. But his verified testing result numbers are ridiculous for a 17-year-old to put up a verified 433 40-yard dash, a 4.01 short shuttle, and a 42-inch vertical jump. And while most of the times you take those numbers with a grain of salt, we see right now Rondell Moore is training at Exos here in Dallas, this human performance facility, one of the best in the country. If you don't know who Exos is, look them up. E-X-O-S. Last year in the 2020 draft, 43% of the participants who trained at the Exos facilities across the country were first-round picks. Three of them were in the top five, five of them in the top 10, 35 of those players in the top 100 picks of the 2020 NFL draft. They had 83 total players drafted. 32% of the NFL draft comprised the players who trained at Exos. He's there Right now, training with Jamar Chase and Tylen Wallace, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, Kadarius Toney, Trey Lance, Rashad Bateman, Patrick Sertain, the second. So he's there training with these high 
level athletes and the numbers that he's putting up right now. I posted a couple of tweets. He had a, a sub four second short shuttle. And then recently we just saw him jump 42 inches in the vertical jump. So although a lot of times we take these high school testing numbers with a grain of salt, I believe this is probably on par with the type of athlete that Rondell Moore is. He's a freaky, freaky athlete. And it showed right away, right off the bat during his freshman season at Purdue, right? What he was able to accomplish broke multiple Big Ten records as an 18-year-old true freshman on a team that did not consist of a lot of talent around him. He went out there in 13 games and put up 114 receptions, over 1,250 receiving yards, 12 TDs, adding 213 yards and two TDs on the ground, 662 yards in kick returns, and then 82 punt return yards. He was in freaking incredible right incredible according to pff he was third in the ncaa in snaps from the slot with 91.4 percent of his usage coming from the slot so rondell moore is a slot wide receiver he does not fit that mold of a jamar chase devonta smith or rashad bateman as a t- prototypical x wide receiver 91.4 percent of his snaps came from the slot in 2018, which was third in the country. He was first in the country with targets from the slot with 139 of his targets coming from the slot. He was also first in the country in receptions from the slot with 102, had six drops, which is 5.6%. So a little bit, you know, when you're talking about a smaller player, smaller hands, you may have to deal with some of those inconsistencies in the drops from time to time. But for me personally, I'm not too much worried about that when he does the type of damage that he's able to do when he gets the ball in his hands. He was second in the country with yards from the slot with 1,157 and fourth in touchdowns from the slot with 11 TDs. Rondell Moore in his true freshman season at Purdue while setting numerous records in the Big Ten and nationally was the winner of the Paul Horning Award, which is awarded to the nation's most versatile player. Winner since, 2000 and, uh, since 2012, right? Tavon Austin, Odell Beckham Jr., Shaq Thompson, Christian McCaffrey, Jabril Peppers, Saquon Barkley, Rondell Moore won that award in 2018, followed by Lynn Bowden Jr. in this past season, Devonta Smith. So when you're talking about being in a category with some of these high NFL draft picks, these talented, talented pro players, he does fit the mold of, uh, of that when you look at these previous Paul Horning Award winners, right? We talk about producing early and hitting some of those analytical thresholds that we like. Market share. He had that. Breakout age. How early is a player breaking out, you know, leading his team in receiving yards, receptions, touchdowns? Well, he registered a breakout age over 20%, which is sort of like the baseline threshold. He did that at 18 years old, which is insane. He also hit the really, really like the high ends threshold, which is 30%. Most players do that, you know, 19, 20 years old. No, Rondell Moore did that at 18 as well. So broke out, breakout age over 30% in his age 18 season, which is, I, I can't explain to you how ridiculous that is for an 18 year old to go out there and command over 30% of his team's receptions, receiving yards, ridiculous dominator rating, all of the age adjusted production for Rondell Moore. He checked every single box as a true freshman, right? And that's important because after his true freshman year, he really didn't play a lot after that. So in his sophomore season, right, he starts the season off on a tear. It looks like it's going to be another ridiculous Rondell Moore type season. Then versus Minnesota, he has this freak hamstring injury where 
it looks like he tore his ACL, tore up his knee, but it ended up being a hamstring injury, a severe hamstring injury. He only finished the sophomore season with 29 receptions, 387 yards, and two touchdowns, only three carries for three yards in that sophomore season, right? Now, I've talked to a lot of, of medical individuals, people who are in the sports medicine world, and I asked, how the hell did Rondell Moore not tear his ACL? How did he not tear his knee up? If you haven't seen that play, Go look up Rondell Moore injury versus Minnesota. And what everyone tells me is, you know, his strength, his lower body strength really saved him from a devastating knee injury. And if you haven't seen the video, Rondell Moore at 180 pounds is out there squatting 600 pounds, which is absolutely insane. So you're talking about a freak athlete with insane strength. That strength probably saved his knee uh, from from being destroyed. So then he he returns for this COVID Weird year where the Big Ten says they're going to play, then they're not going to play. Rondell Moore opts out, then he opts back in. Then apparently he re-aggravates the same hamstring injury. So he only plays in three games in 2020. In those three games, 35 receptions, 270 yards, six rush attempts for 32 yards and one touchdown, right? His very first came back, I believe he had 15 targets and 11 receptions. Rondell Moore played in 20 career games. In 10 of those 20 career games, he had 11 plus receptions in half of the games that he played. He's just a target volume magnet. He's a, he's a yak monster. You get the ball in his hands, good things happen. And when you look at what he does well, and you're talking about the pros for Rondell Moore, He's absolutely unstoppable from the slot, right? I told you all of his slot numbers from his freshman season, how how prolific he was playing out of the slot. He's uncoverable, and that's not going to change at the next level. He is he's too quick and too fast for linebackers. Um, and then, are you going to put a safety on him? Are you you're going to have to devote a cornerback inside him, probably one of your better cornerbacks, to play on the inside against Rondell Moore, where he has two way goes. He's a yak monster. You get the ball in his hands, great things are going to happen. You just see that with his yards created after the catch, his strength, broken tackles. I mean, you talk about these yak monsters now, like an A.J. Brown, a Debo Samuel, hell, George Kittle, right? We see when you get these playmakers the ball and they're able to do stuff after the catch, that is what scores us fantasy points. We want those yak monsters. We don't want those receivers that catch the ball and then fall down. He's a powerful runner. Because he's so short, right? He's short, but he's put together. He looks like a running back in the open field. He's a powerful runner. I talked about him squatting over 600 pounds. He's dynamic and versatile. You can line him up in the slot. Although he didn't play out wide a ton, we did see him at times be able to slot outside and play on the outside. He can take handoffs out of the backfield. You can use him on those jet sweeps. He can be a punt returner, a kick returner. He can do so many things for your offense. He's a freaky athlete. I I just told you, sub four seconds during training at Exos, 42-inch vertical jump. He's going to run sub four, four, 600-pound squad. He's a freak, freak athlete. And then the early production, we saw him dominate in a Power 5 conference at 18 years old and, and smash every single analytical threshold that we want a wide receiver to touch, right? Those are all of the pros. He's fantastic. What are the cons? We have to look at the things that he needs to improve upon or some of the things that he just can't help that he doesn't do well. And I think the the one of the biggest things outside of his size, right? So size limitations. He's not the prototypical outside wide receiver at 5'9", 180 pounds. He's not going to be a red zone monster on the outside. You're not throwing fades to Rondell Moore at the goal line, which could limit his upside some. His, his lack of success on the outside is definitely... Uh, a small bit of concern, right? You want to see 
a player be able to be utilized in multiple positions, right? If they're only running two wide receiver sets, is Rondell Moore going to be on the field? I don't know. We're going to have to see where he gets drafted, how they deploy him. You hope that whatever team drafts him, they've got a creative plan in mind to utilize Rondell to the best strengths of his ability. I also hear a lot of people talk about injury history. Unless I'm mistaken, he's only had that one hamstring injury, um, re-injured it this past season, but it's the, it's the hammy. He, he, it's not like he's shoulder injuries and, and broken bones and torn knees. It's, it's that hammy. And hopefully, you know, during training, we haven't heard anything about that hamstring issue acting up. So I believe some of the injury history concerns are a bit overblown when you're talking about a player like Rondell Moore. In the last con, he only had one full season of college production. Although his last two seasons, he dominated early. He never finished any of them. 2020 was shortened, was hurt in 2019. So we've only seen him do it truly one time. And that was two years ago in 2018. So, you know, lack of size, lack of an ability to play on the outside, the hamstring issue, are there any lingering effects? And then only one season of college production. So when I'm looking at a pro-style comparison, uh, I, I said this in 2019. He reminds me of a more juiced-up version of former Carolina Panther and Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Steve Smith. Both of them right around the same size, 5'9", 184. Steve Smith, 4'4", 140-yard dash, 38-inch vertical jump, and a 4.25 short shuttle time. And Rondell Moore, based on what he's done in high school and what he's doing right now at Exos, is projected the best every one of those times from Steve Smith. Now we know that Steve Smith was able to dominate on the outside as an alpha wide receiver, probably an outlier type at his size, but one of the best wide receivers during his time and definitely a wide receiver who should get some hall of fame consideration. When I look at Rondell Moore, that's what I see. I see a more juiced up version, a, 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 a better runner, a more physical version. And Steve Smith was a dog. Don't let me, don't, don't take this as me discrediting Steve Smith. I don't think there'll ever be another Steve Smith to have that, that, con, that mentality, that dog, that fight in him at that size. We may never see another Steve Smith clone, but I do believe that Rondell Moore best compares to a player like Steve Smith. And I do believe if he can develop a little more on the outside, he can have that same level of impact at the next level. So when we're talking about landing spots and where Rondell fits at at the next level, I look at the Los Angeles Chargers as a place where maybe they go ahead and start building around Justin Herbert. If they bring Hunter Henry back, you've got Keenan Allen there. We don't know what's going to happen with Mike Williams. And behind him, Jalen Guyton, Tyron Johnson, man, Rondell Moore in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert would be a fantastic pairing. Are they going to take him at, I believe, what, what are the Chargers pick, 13th or 14th in the draft? You look at the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, and that offense with such a prolific rushing attack, Jarvis Landry isn't getting any younger. We don't know what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr., but you get Baker Mayfield. You know he likes to sh throw those short routes and let his wide receivers do damage. You get a Rondell Moore in there with Baker Mayfield. I think that'd be a fantastic fit. How about the Green Bay Packers? They've been looking for somebody opposite Devontae Adams for years now. You get Devontae Adams on one side, you know, you still have Alan Lazard and MVS to stretch the field, but then you put Rondell Moore with Devontae Adams. I think that would be a fantastic pairing with the Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And we just saw them lose the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, and Byron Pringle ain't it. 
and need another weapon alongside Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Once you take those two players away, Kansas City has nobody else to throw the ball to. You get a dynamic playmaker like Rondell Moore in a creative offense like Andy Reid, tethered to Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football. That'd be scary. That'd be scary for the rest of the NFL. So the Chargers, the Browns, the Packers, the Chiefs are all landing spots that I think make sense for a player like Rondell Moore. Overall, just a dynamic, explosive weapon with early production, speed, physicality, play strength, and absolute dynamism. Rondell Moore, if you're looking for the boomiest of boom type players in this draft class for your fantasy team, there's nobody that provides more upside than a player than Rondell Moore. He is one of my no matter what players, and according to our ADP over here in Destination Debbie. We're running mock drafts every single week. You're looking at getting him early second round in super flex drafts and late first round in single quarterback leagues. So make sure you're tapped in. If you enjoyed what you saw, if you liked the show, make sure you subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the podcast. And if you want more exclusive content uh, from me, come on over to the squad, man. Patreon.com forward slash all gas, bringing you that good heat every single damn week. But that's it. Rondell Moore, NFL Draft 2021 Rookie Profile Series. We will be back next week with more content. Be back on the channel. The Grade My Trade Show. Jordan and I got a new show on the way. We appreciate y'all dropping by. We out of this thing. Peace.